Hey, it's Alexis Asadi, and welcome to episode number seven of Income Investing, a show that explores different investments that produce income and or dividends. As always, thanks for spending your time with me. We are approaching the final episodes of our first foray into real estate investment trusts, or REITs. We'll soon move over into another real estate-based product, but on the opposite side of the capital structure. If you don't quite know what that means, that's no problem. We'll cover that and a whole lot more over the next few weeks. This won't be the end of our entire discussion about REITs, because I'll surely revisit them in the future, especially as there are news and developments in the industry. But we're nearing the completion of, say, our basic exploration. Before we jump into today's discussion, I'd like to begin as usual and briefly recap our most recent episodes. I'm sure some people are tuning in for the first time or haven't had a chance to listen to all the prior shows. But as we've established, a real estate investment trust is a business that invests in a portfolio of real estate. Since they're required to pass the majority of their net earnings back to investors, REITs generally focus on properties that generate revenue. That usually means leasing space to tenants. As we've seen, REITs can often own office buildings, apartment complexes, storage space, warehouses, hotels, motels, and resorts. They're typically disinclined to buy raw land and sit on it for a long time because they don't produce revenue that way. Naturally, REITs are a favorite asset among investors who seek income. Well-established firms often have years of consistent distributions and are grounded in, well, the ground. They are frequently viewed as reliable sources of cash flow that are backed by timeless hard assets. Now, when most people think of real estate, they envision houses, farms, and some of the other properties that we just mentioned. But a market for a relatively new type of real estate was formed with the advent of internet technology. The vast creation of data, along with how it's collected, who it's collected from, and where it's stored, caused the inception of data center properties. We're going to discuss those today, along with how you can invest in them through REITs. So let's get into it. Human data is one of today's most valuable commodities. It can provide insight into just about anything, ranging from what we eat, to where we go, to who we know, to what we shop for, and what we search for online. Governments can use that information to formulate policies. Businesses can use it to provide more efficient products and services. Consider Google, for example. When you use its products, like Google Search or YouTube, the company tracks your activity. It logs what you browse for, which videos you watch, which advertisements you click on, your IP address and location, your emails on Gmail, your age, gender, calendar, phone number, and any documents that you upload onto Google Drive. Google then takes that information and uses it in ways that can be useful to you, such as making Google Maps more effective, auto-completing your searches, and auto-filling online documents. As well, it places advertisements that it thinks will be relevant to you. As such, you can gain easy access to suitable products and businesses can run effective marketing campaigns. Thanks to these efforts, Google earned about $70 billion in advertising revenue last year. However, 
data can also be harnessed for more nefarious purposes. This month, it was discovered that Cambridge Analytica, a data mining political consulting firm, stole information from Facebook users in order to micro-target voters in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. In a similar vein, the Russian government exploited human data to conjure up fake, controversial material on social media in order to further polarize the American electorate. It developed websites and fabricated Facebook and Twitter profiles to post content that would pit voters against each other. It has been accused of doing the same thing in France, Germany, Britain, Finland, and the Czech Republic. Russia's pointed dissemination of fake news worked. It has sowed confusion among citizens, who now often question whether legitimate news sources are indeed reliable. It has helped normalize radical propaganda outlets, who no longer seem out there. As such, the impact of data misusage has threatened a pillar of international democracy. The world currently generates about 2.5 quintillion bytes of data each day. Written numerically, 2.5 quintillion is 2.5 plus 18 zeros. That's an enormous amount and is only expected to grow as people, products, and services become more interconnected. All of this information needs to be stored. This might be done in servers, network systems, computers, or even on the cloud. However, the hardware used to store data also needs to be kept somewhere. It's got to be at safe, secure locations that are also cool enough in temperature. So where does a company like Google keep all of this computing infrastructure? It does so in vast building complexes called data centers. Google owns a $1.2 billion complex in South Carolina, eight more across the United States, two in Asia, and four across Europe. Another notorious data miner is the United States intelligence community. It stores much of its data collected from people's emails, cell phones, and internet searches in a massive facility near Utah called the Utah Data Center. It's a group of 20 buildings housing a total of 1 million square feet and with a completion cost of $1.5 billion. It also includes water treatment facilities, chiller plants, and emergency generators that can provide three days of backup power. A third notable data center is the Lakeside Technology Center in Chicago. This 1.1 million square feet complex is home to 70 tenants and is a technological hub for several financial services firms. Its cooling system is supported by an 8.5 million gallon tank of refrigerated liquid. So how do data centers make money? Although they're inherently more complex, data centers are ultimately just commercial real estate. But rather than renting an office to a business, they lease areas for technology firms to store their hardware. One of the largest businesses in the industry is a REIT called Digital Realty Trust, headquartered in San Francisco. It owns over 205 facilities across the US and Europe, including the Lakeside Technology Center. The company owns around 30 million rentable square feet. Last year, it earned $2.5 billion in revenue from tenants like IBM, Facebook, Oracle, Verizon, LinkedIn, Comcast, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Data center REITs have not only recently outperformed indexes in 2016 and 2017, but they were also quite resilient during the financial crisis of 2008. 
they're considered defensive assets and are untethered to things like GDP, consumer confidence, or employment statistics. For instance, digital realty trust increased payments to investors during the Great Recession, while most other industries imploded. Regardless of the economy, businesses and governments will likely always need a place to store their digital information. As the world increasingly migrates online, it seems that there will be an almost infinite production of new data, which is only good news for this type of asset. One of the driving forces behind data storage growth is a concept called the Internet of Things, or IoT. In essence, it's the idea that an expanding number of objects will become connected via the Internet. For example, you can now control kitchen appliances, like a stove or a microwave, with your smartphone. This wasn't possible 15 years ago. Today, there are 8.5 billion devices that can connect to the Internet. That number is expected to increase to 30 billion within the next couple of years. As more things become digitally intertwined, more data will be created and will thus require storage. So what are the risks for data storage REITs? Let's first address this on a more philosophical scale. Data storage REITs are tied to the technology industry. This is a notoriously fast-moving sector that changes and evolves daily. It's hard to predict, even for professionals. 200 years ago, people thought that it would be impossible to travel in space and land on the moon. 100 years ago, there was no concept of typing on a keyboard and instantly delivering electronic mail. But today, neither of these advancements are particularly captivating. They're old news. So think about something that you think is impossible, even stupid. For example, I don't see how we could ever send a person to the sun. It's 150 million kilometers away from the Earth and has a temperature of 15 million degrees Celsius. But perhaps in 200 years, humans will scoff at how short-sighted we were. Since there is no longer a realm of impossibility, technology can move in any direction. As such, real estate that is so deeply interconnected with it could also change rapidly. Today, there's plenty of demand for data storage properties. But perhaps tomorrow data will be stored elsewhere, like in the ocean or something, who knows? Maybe the concept of data itself will be different. There's no such thing as a ridiculous prediction when it comes to technology. Anything is possible. However, in the short term, it appears that the greatest risk to data storage REITs is a decreasing number of individual customers. Companies like Amazon and Microsoft are gobbling up cloud market share, which is how more and more people are storing their data. In 2013, there were 2.4 billion cloud users. This year, there are 3.6 billion of them. But about 70% of all cloud services worldwide are provided by fewer than 30 companies. These businesses rent an enormous amount of space, and it's not uncommon for them to occupy an entire facility alone. In 2016, Microsoft signed leases for over 150 million megawatts of capacity. This means that it can be harder for data storage properties to diversify customers. For example, if 40% of your revenue comes from a single tenant, your business might collapse if they were to move out. Therefore, the amount of co-location or sharing space with multiple tenants is slowing, while wholesale leasing is rising. Like any business, data center REIT managers need to be careful. 
Another short-term risk is that there may be too much supply of data storage real estate when compared to the immediate demand. Ironically, there isn't a lot of clear data available, which muddies things further. For example, when new projects are announced, they may take years to complete. As such, it would technically increase the supply, even though they can't be used for quite some time. This may have contributed to why data center REITs have underperformed so far this year. Notwithstanding these hazards, most analysts have a positive outlook for this asset class. Data storage REITs appear to be aligned with the current direction of modern technology. If you'd like to invest in a REIT of this sort, there are plenty of options to consider. I've already mentioned Digital Realty Trust. In the US, there are also Equinox, Iron Mountain, Cyrus One, QTS Realty Trust, CoreSite Realty, and Corporate Office Properties Trust. In Canada, REITs appear to be behind the curve as there are none specifically dedicated to this industry. However, Canadian investors can usually buy companies on American markets through their online brokerages. So that's it for digital storage REITs. Next Wednesday, we'll look at another specialized category of REITs, one that invests in Timberland. I don't mean the shoes or the hip-hop producer, but something a lot less cool. Land that is used to harvest and sell timberwood. I also want to say that I appreciate your support for these podcasts. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback, and it's obvious that people are drawn to income-producing assets. To my knowledge, this is the only podcast that focuses on only income investments, so if you could help me get it out there by subscribing and giving it a good rating, I would be grateful. Otherwise, enjoy the rest of your week, and I'll see you in a few days.